Hey friend, motherhood gets hard, entrepreneurship gets hard, but together we can do hard things. This is the Mom CEO Suite. In the suite, there's no shade and no shaming, just sharing and support so we can all thrive at this intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Felicia, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. Join me as I share my journey, challenges, and aha moments, along with the experiences and expertise of other modern-day moms in business. Welcome to the suite. We have two amazing guests this time. Y'all can't see them, but I'm looking and I see a double, okay? We have twins here, Dwayna Williams and Donna Mars of TG&D Consulting. I'm excited for this conversation, so I'm just going to do a high-level introduction, and then I'm going to let them introduce themselves separately. So TGND Consulting is a full-service PR agency with the goal of helping women juggling motherhood and the challenges of running a business be seen in spaces and stand out from the competition through strategic brand development, media relations, image consulting, and public relations and marketing tactics. Okay, that sounds all amazing. So Duena, go ahead. You start. Introduce yourself to the people. Yes. Hi, guys. Again, I'm Duena. I am co-founder half of TG Consultant. We are literally double the trouble, double the brand. And we like to say that because obviously we're twins, right? Double the trouble. You guys remember the, the gum commercial back in the day, right? But also when it comes to just us working together, we are literally here to give you results and to triple your revenue or to double your revenue, to double your brand awareness, to double your exposure. So we are here, your twins here to do that. We've been in business for going on six years. I have experience within the PR industry for the past seven years. So I literally came and moved to Georgia to grow my career within public relations. And I've been doing that ever since I've moved here. So again, I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia. To give you some insight on my education, I went to North Carolina Central University and got my uh, bachelor's in marketing with focusing broadcast media. But then also I have a master's degree from Georgia State University. And I actually was pursuing my master's degree and growing a business with Donna as I was pregnant with my first child. Literally, the birth of TG and Consultant happened during the time of the birth of my first son. And then I was also able to obtain my master's degree from Georgia State University. And I'm really excited about being able to couple my love for PR with education and marketing, because not only can we give people results when it comes to getting them featured or creating PR campaigns, but we can also let them know the science behind the decisions that we're making. So that gives you a little bit of insight of who I am, Duena. I am now a mother of two, so I have a a soon-to-be six-month-old son. And man, it's amazing to be a boy mom of two. I love being a boy mom, but I realized like throughout this process that it's great to have boys, but the boys need attention. So I'm over here trying to maneuver how to be able to give them the attention that they need to grow a business as we've been continuing to do and to still provide myself with some self-care. That's an amazing journey. Birthing a business and a baby at the same time, that's a lot. I still speak with some of my grad students at Georgia State and they just keep asking me like, do it. Like, how? I don't know how. I really can't even tell you. (laughs) Yeah, that's an amazing thing. Donna, go ahead, introduce yourself. Yeah, so I am Donna of TGB Consulting, brand image 
architect over here. So I'm half of double the trouble, double the brand. A little bit about myself. I didn't graduate from North Carolina Central University, but I'm by way. I like to claim both. I went there my first two years of undergrad and then graduated from USC Charlotte with a communication studies degree. In the time of transitioning from Durham to uh, Charlotte, back to Charlotte, I literally worked at one of the top retailers, Nordstrom's, where I really I've always loved fashion and style and, you know, your brand image side of things. But I think working at Nordstrom's kind of pushed me more into that, like the image consulting side of things. I fell in love with merchandising, styling client. So sales, I've always been good in that as well. After working at Nordstrom's, I got my image consulting license. So I became a certified image consultant. In that realm of things, that's when I was transitioning into like full sales. So during being sales, I was like, wait, I have this image consulting license. Dwayna started doing her freelance stuff in PR. And then we were like, wait, let's come together and let's start a business because we can do this. Like literally the brain behind our business now, our tg Consulting was Dwayna was getting clients featured, like featured on media, featured on the news. And she'll be sharing her links and it was like the good wins for her. But I'm like, girl, why does this girl have on this? So why is her watch that figured out? Like things like that. Or when you're being pitched to the media, not having the proper headshot. So we were like, wait, we need to come together. So that is the birth of tg Consulting. I am also a mom as well. We are a mompreneurs, true and dear at heart. We work with mompreneurs. I'm going to let businesses with lifestyle brands. We are truly that. I'm actually expecting my second child here. So we are both about to be boy moms of two. Talk about twins. Talk about double the trouble, right? Yeah, I love that. I love how you guys were able to actually come together and use both of your expertise to build this business. I know a lot of people can't work with friends. They can't work with family. So the fact that y'all are able to do that and be successful at it is definitely something that I think people can see and learn from and just know that it's possible. So we're all moms here, moms in business. I recently was on in a Facebook group and I saw a conversation about the word mompreneur. And there was a lot of different perspectives about if it was diminishing. You know, some people didn't want to be identified as a mompreneur because they just felt like, why does mom have to be attached to it? And I'm an entrepreneur. Like it was a whole lot of conversation. It was very interesting. So for you guys, what does it mean to be a mompreneur? What's the significance of it? Yeah, we actually talked about this in a previous podcast interview about the stigma around mompreneurs, right? And I know that Prior to COVID, there was a real stigma when it came to just women being, whether it even going into the office that are moms, because it trying to intertwine your kids with work, it, you really have to pick or choose, right? But we have learned, if we learned anything since COVID, we have learned that we value work-life balance, right? And prior to, like, even just now, as our, my, our kids are growing, I'm just like, how did women go to work nine to five? And come home, still show up for activities, still be able to cook food, still be able to read the baby books at night, still be able to take care of herself. Like, how in the world did they do this, right? And with that being said, it's just like, you kind of had to pick and choose. As a mompreneur, we don't have to pick and choose. We can be a mom and we can be an entrepreneur and we can intertwine those two things within our day. So that, to me, what a mom, being a mompreneur is. So I can wake up. I can, you know, spend time with my kids in the morning. I can be there to go drop my son off at school. Then I can go ahead and get to work. But then also I can end my day around two o'clock to be able to be in that car ride line and pick him up from school. So that way he can see mommy is available for him to drop and pick up. I was, we're able as mom, Norris Santis Quine, being a mom 
and still getting the work done, right? And I know that it sounds impossible and it sounds like it's a lot of work or a lot of people can look at that as something that's frowned upon, but we want to make it more of a positive thing. It's something that is negative. So for us, it's just like we don't have to pick and choose whether we want to be an entrepreneur or mom. We want to be both, right? And that's where mompreneur comes in at. Yeah. I think for me, the whole concept is it doesn't have to be this or that. You kind of touched on that. It doesn't have to be this or that. You don't have to be a mom or an entrepreneur. It can be and. You can be a mom and an entrepreneur. And you can do both well. And so I love that. Now, I know we all have different journeys and different experiences. So talk a little bit about, Donna, we can start with you. Talk a little bit about what some of your biggest challenges were in being a mompreneur and then what helped you kind of overcome those challenges. Oh, I would say... For me, it was the mindset shift at first, like, because I transitioned from working full-time corporate. I literally, prior to coming into the business full-time, I was a sales trainer. And the realm of becoming a mom, I literally was still working in corporate, right? So I took six months off and I was like, yeah, I I didn't want to go back. Took six months off, went back and I was like, I need more. Like, I need more. This is not doing it. And I was showing up in my business half the time, part-time, sometimes no time, because it was like, it was a lot to juggle. Working full time, being a mom to a new toddler, newborn, it was a lot. So in that time, I tried to grow up the corporate ladder, became a sales trainer, and I was just like, "Wait, this is still not enough." Like my baby needs me at home. <laughs> so that shift to know that girl, like you can leave this cushion job, <laughs> you can leave this cushion job with these good benefits, and you can join your sister in this business, and don't have to worry about things. And I think the fear part, when it comes to mindset, the fear was more taking over more of girl operating your gifts. So I think once I was able to find that shift to know like, okay, you can do this. You know, God's going to work it out. Everything will be okay. Your son needs you. You'll be able to be home. You know, you'll have a more flexible schedule because that was really important with having a little one. I was like, okay, yeah. Let me just bite the bullet and go ahead and do this. So I think that was the biggest challenge for me, holding on to my full-time corporate job versus being into the business full-time. I think once I got that, there were still challenges like in the transition of juggling day-to-day with having a little one. So I think finding the balance in my schedule was another big challenge for me. But one thing I can learn too within that is, girl, just flow. And I'm second year in full-time in the business and I'm really just in that hang of flowing. Because it's like, you have to do this, you want to do this. And when things don't get checked off, it's like anxiety starts to set in. You start to get stressed. And I'm like, girl, no, just flow. flow. So I think scheduling, mindset shift was first. And then thinking about my scheduling. But now that he's in school um, and I got that schedule, not down pad. Because again, sometimes things don't go as planned. So just finding the balance. So that, that was the most challenging part for me. I can agree with that too. But for me, one of the things that I found challenging and I really had to put my foot down on this at the height of COVID, the boundaries thing. Because I just, as a young entrepreneur, you just go, right? And with my first son, I'm like, okay, I got this down pack. I can go ahead and do this. And again, as I mentioned, I was in grad school when I had my son. So I felt like I was invincible at this point, right? But I, so I'm constantly going, going, saying yes to everything, saying yes to projects and clients, saying yes to stuff that I, it wasn't even in my scope just because I knew how to do it. I'm like saying yes, just so I can help out the client. And I realized that 
I should be doing that, right? Because when you don't have boundaries and you're constantly on go and you constantly are saying yes to everybody, you are only shortchanging yourself at the end. And I actually experienced burnout. Experienced burnout to where I'm going to sleep at night. I may have get set guy in seven hours, but I wake up feeling like I only got two, right? Or I, I, not, or I would feel, wake up feeling fine, like I got rest, but then it took me, it was so hard to open my laptop and focus and get work done. Like, that's how bad the burnout got. And I didn't realize, at the moment, I really didn't realize what I was experiencing until I started, you know, doing some more self-reflection. But man, I experienced burnout and I was just like, okay, yeah, something has to change. So I started setting boundaries. Hey friend, I know just how challenging it can be to manage motherhood and entrepreneurship simultaneously, especially if you're a first-time mom. I had no clue what I was about to experience, so I've put together 10 of my best tips that I learned in my own journey for managing this intersection. Get access to this private stream by clicking the link in the show notes or visit themomceosuite.com backslash tips. Just to add to that, too, I think we talked about our separate challenges, but we had a challenge together, too, to be fully transparent, like coming onto the business, working together. That was a challenge. Like, I know we talked about, like, it's hard for family and friends to work together. It is. We had a meeting with HR person. He was like, maybe we need to get somebody up in here, you know. She was like, no, y'all need therapy. (laughs) We've always been together. We're twins. So we've always worked as a team and worked together, but as working in a business, it's, it was on a different level. And it was like, we really learned about that. Okay, we work differently. We think about some things differently. So I think we are still to this day trying to learn some things. But at the beginning, it was definitely tough. But that we had to realize is we aren't both going to show up the same because we're two different people. We work different ways. As long as we get to our understanding and both put in the effort that we need to put in, we, we can grow for sure. And we can yeah, definitely yeah. do it. Well, I'm glad y'all stuck it out. One thing we aren't is quitters. We're not quitters. We will try to figure out ways to make things work for sure. Yeah. That's good. And I think as business owners, that's needed, right? But you mentioned how one of you is more focused on the PR, another one is more focused on the branding. So let's talk about the PR a little bit. I know people hear that they might not necessarily know what it is. I know a lot of people, they kind of mix up PR and marketing. So can you explain what PR is and why business owners, especially the moms in business, why they should be considering it? Yes. So PR is essentially, so you have a funnel, your marketing funnel, and PR is a piece of that marketing funnel. So it's not the entire marketing funnel, it's a piece of it, right? Within marketing, you have advertising, you have PR, you have branding, you have a realm of things that you do in marketing, right? And you have different niches and within that space. And we are in the PR and branding it. When it comes to PR, what we are here to do is create more brand awareness and exposure for you. We are literally the middle person to getting your message out into the community to persuade them to do something, whether that's for them to buy, whether that's for them to tune in, whether that's for them to donate. We are literally there, your your spokesperson to help share your story and to help persuade an audience to, to buy or to do whatever your CTA is. So within that, we are the people that are creating the brand exposure. We are creating key messages. We are sh- utilizing and sharing your story. We are creating campaigns that matter to your consumers. So that way we can build trust with them and they can want to buy from you and learn more about what it is that you're doing. We are also the people that are here to showcase your thought leadership. So within our space of women-led businesses, as well as non we are here to showcase your thought leadership and authority 
and to create stories and campaigns around amplifying your story. We think it's important because little do you know, like if you don't have PR or if you are not utilizing PR in your business, there is not a way that you can grow and get further in your business when you're trying to reach the masses, right? So we've known that within ourselves, for our own business, we have been able to do PR for ourselves. And sometimes we have not been fully focused on PR and we've still been able to grow. You can't still grow a business, but if you want to reach a higher audience, you want to get invested into PR. If you want to figure out what your story is and key messages and talking points, you want to hire PR. If you are looking to increase your revenue and reach a higher threshold of income that's coming into your business, you are ready for PR. Sometimes, you know, as you're starting off a business, you may not be ready for PR because it costs money. A lot of people PR advertising and that's not it. We don't pay to play. We are literally crafting compelling pitches, crafting press releases, creating campaigns that is going to amplify your message to get you seen. So if you are ready to be seen by the masses, then you're ready for PR. I think, too, like a lot of people have misconceptions even when it comes to the work that we do because they think it's some type of microwave results that you're supposed to get. But PR is a process. You have to tell all clients that PR is a process. You come to us, you do these amazing things within business, within your community, um, and all of a sudden you feel like you should be on Good Morning America. Like, what have you done? Uh, or you've been Oprah. And it's like, what have you done to to get that, that notoriety on Good Morning America. And we really like to start with the foundation because with creating that foundation, we build your story. We learn more about what it is that you like. We, we are able to create compelling story angles to push you out there to, to showcase your thought leadership and authority. And we feel like too, as publicists, one of the things that we love to do and work on with clients is media training. So how do you vocalize your message? How are you showing up? Where are you showing up? What are you putting out there to be seen? Who are you networking and collaborating with? Like those are things that as publicists, we we do for you to help amplify what it is that you're doing. And we like to tell people again, like when it comes to having a successful PR campaign, you have to be willing to invest at least six, six months to a year. And I know that may seem scary for a lot of people because it, again, it costs money to hire a publicist. But in order to really see results, you can't expect to hire a publicist or a PR manager and feel like next week you're going to be in Cosmopolitan magazine. Like, it doesn't work like that. So for people who are interested in learning more about PR or incorporating that to your business, you literally have to be willing to invest. But not only that, like, hiring a publicist re uh, requires you to be a collaborative partner. So with the work yeah. that we still need you to do your part on your end, to be to show up for the interviews, to be ready to get the things that we need to get to receive in order to create certain marketing collateral or things within your business. Like there is literally like a collaborative effort when you're working with the publicist. That was a really good breakdown. Now, is there ever a point, you kind of touched on it a little bit, a point where somebody's not ready for a publicist? Like, are there certain things they need to already come to the table with? Absolutely, absolutely. So if you don't have a marketing strategy, you are not ready for a publicist. If you can't tell me what's your values, your mission, and your vision is, you are not ready for a publicist. You need help from a marketer to craft that and create that for you. We like to offer a PR and brand architect strategy sessions because some people may not be able to invest into PR or are not ready for PR, we want to help them create that brand messaging, their brand identity 
if you don't know what it is that you like your value proposition, you're not ready for PRs. If you can't tell me what it is that you do and vocalize that, then you're not ready for PR. If you're not um, clear on your target market, on your target audience, you're not ready for PR. If you don't have a website, like we're asking for your website. If you don't have a website, you're not ready for PR. <laughs> if you're not showing up online and being seen, you're not ready for PR. Because now in 2023, digital media intertwines with what we're doing within our PR campaigns, right? So you have to be active online. If you're not willing and ready to share your story, you're not ready for PR. Um, and then if you don't have the time or the money to invest into PR, then you're not ready for it. Yeah, I'm so glad that you broke that down because I think some people think PR is just like a magic wand and, oh, I can just jump in anytime and let me just, let me just see if it'll help my business, right? So I want to switch gears a little bit into the brand imaging piece. So Donna, I know you mentioned earlier in our conversation <laughs> before you joined the business, you were looking at some of the campaigns like, oh, why is she wearing that? Why she look like that? Talk a little bit about brand image and just give us some tips for mompreneurs for their branding and how they can brand themselves. Yeah. So a little bit about brand image is I help you show up how you want to be seen. A lot of people don't know where to start surprisingly to do that, right? Surprisingly, not surprisingly, because we know that we see a lot of things on social media. We find inspiration from that. But it's like, what is your true branding? What makes you feel most comfortable? We can tell when you don't look comfortable. We can tell when you're not being authentic. People can visually see that. So that's where brand image comes in. Because it's more than just what you're wearing. It's about what are you putting out there to the media for other people to see? When we do pitch people to the media, it's important that we are getting proper headshots and being sent out to the media. So we set up brand photo shoots for our clients. And also we want to share their story within that as well. We're in a digital age of things, right? Everyone wants to see <laughs> what you're doing, what's going on. And it's done mostly on social media, believe it or not. So we help you show up how you want to be seen and just tell your story through visual images. So that's where we fall in with the brand image. And then tips I have, tips I have is I'm kind of mentioned being authentic. So it's super, super important to be authentically you. A lot of people, again, probably don't even know who they are, you know, how they want to be seen. So we help you in, within that message. We do extensive questionnaires that we send our clients to really get an idea of who they are, what they like, what they don't like. So we can help. So be authentic. Another tip I have is you have to make sure you have photos. We need photos. If you are a business owner and you want to grow your brand, creating brand awareness requires you as the one I mentioned to show up digitally. How do you show up digitally? Through pictures, through videos, through those messaging. So you need to make sure that you're showing up, but you need to make sure you have the proper content to do that. Now, again, we live in an age where, you know, everything has to be perfect for social media. So you also need to find the platforms that, that work best for you and know how you need to show up. For example, we have Instagram. Instagram is a place where everyone looks at the aesthetic. You want to make sure your pictures look good. You got to have good lighting. People can really see who you are. But then we have another platform that's taken off TikTok. But that's more like I can show up just waking up out of the bed, you know, being more of um, authentically me in my day to day. So know the platforms you need to show up, know how you need to show up. Um, and it's important to have, everybody needs headshots. You need headshots, you need brand photos, lifestyle photos, especially if you have a business where you are providing services to people, people need to connect with you. So the way to do that is visually. Now, I know for some moms, right, they might be uncomfortable with 
getting online, being visible, being seen, all those things. So what do you say to that mom who is kind of struggling with putting themselves out there, like in their brand image? Yeah, I think being uncomfortable, like when you haven't done something before, that's normal. That's a normal feeling. So I think first you need to soak into that and say, okay, this is normal. I'm not abnormal. Like everyone goes to this. I would say you just have to show up. And then if you don't know how to do that, like there's resources out there. Like we have businesses like TG and Consulting or there, for God's sakes, everything's on Google. Go to YouTube. You can literally find everything. And I would say practice makes perfect. So you have to just, I mean, even if it's, if you don't want to actually put it online, I would just say, just practice, put your phone up, sit it up, buy a selfie stick, start recording yourself until you get comfortable. Start doing things like being on lives and feeling people online. That helps you get more comfortable with speaking to people. And I think, too, another thing that women, we have to stop doing is being in our heads. Like, we want everything to be perfect. And it's like, wait, what do, is, are people going to like this? As long as you like it, put it out there. You never know. Like, even if it, you do a live and two people show up, that's two people. That's better than zero. And you're putting yourself out there. Who knows that one potential person might be a client if it's two people on the live or you might get two clients out of that. So I would say just start to show up. One of the things we love to do, we have, we offer within our services, brand images for our clients, right? But also too, if you don't know where to start, like with your, for example, with your wardrobe, we will help you do a closet clean out. We will help you get rebranded for what is going to fit to you. So I think to a start with showing up visually when it comes to wardrobe, get rid of stuff that no longer serves you. If it doesn't fit, if it if it's old, if it's no longer your style, if it has stains, like get rid of those things within your closet. So I think too, you show up like if you're comfortable within what you wear, that helps build confidence as well. So make sure make sure you look good. Do you do something to you here? Throw in an outfit that makes you feel confident. That way you can actually show up on camera and be confident. Yeah, and I like to say this too, because we aren't, we aren't like trying to force women to be the face of their businesses, right? If you have the desire to, we know that some businesses doesn't require you to be the face of it. But if you're not the face of it, you will need to have brand ambassadors. That's why those things are created. Brand ambassadors are created for people to speak and share information about your brand. So if you aren't the face of your brand, you just hire brand ambassadors. Even, you know, find influencers online, find people that are brand ambassadors. They have plenty of companies now to where you can work with the company they will hire the brand ambassador for you and that way you don't have to be the face if you really don't desire to do that but the services that we provide are for women business owners and mompreneurs that have the desire to be the face of their business they may just not know where to start i think it depends on a person too like some people want to do business with a person right they connect more to the person behind the business than the actual business so I think that plays a part into it. But that was a great point you mentioned, though, about if you don't want to be the face, then you need brand ambassadors. Your business has to be seen and visible and out there in some way, whether it's you or somebody else doing it for you. So I want to talk a little bit about what are some of the greatest lessons that you've learned at this intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship? Man, so for personally, I've had so many lessons throughout this journey for sure. But one of the big ahas for me is the to show yourself grace, I've realized throughout this journey, I'm like a doer, right? I'm constantly doing it. It's like, I always have to be moving or doing something. And this process of even just bringing most kids into this world is allowing me to slow down and not necessarily constantly always do, but just enjoy it. Enjoy it in the moment. I think too, I used to 
like really suffer from anxiety. I want to say it was like the worst thing ever, but I can tell that, you know, anxiety played a tremendous role in my day to day. And it's because, again, the doer mentality and it's constantly doing and constantly wanting to do more. And instead of enjoying in the moment, you're always thinking about the future. And that's where anxiety comes in, right? So I'm allowing myself to just be in the moment throughout like burnout, throughout growing a family, expanding a business. I realized that mindset, I had to do some mindset shifts in order to really show up as the Duena that I know I can show up as. I mean, some days it's easier than others, but the lessons that I learned is really to just sit in and bask in what I've been able to, what we've been able to accomplish so far, what I've been able to accomplish in my personal life, like sit and bask in it instead of trying yeah. to go and reach for the next thing. Like it's going to come right off. I think I, in the process, for one, I believe that you really can't be an entrepreneur if you don't have some type of spiritual aspect involved in it. I'm not saying you have to believe in God. You have to believe in something. And spirituality goes hand in hand with entrepreneurship for me anyways through my experiences and it allowed me to really understand that the spiritual aspect needs to be something that's in the forefront of my day to day cannot try mm -hmm. to get by and not nourish my spirituality when it comes to growing as an entrepreneur exactly. so to piggyback off the women outside of like grace because that's like the top like literally last year my word was grace like grace everything outside of that i would say self-care has been super important. And as, I know as women, sometimes we like that, like we like doing things for ourselves. Um, and every day is still a challenge, like making sure weekly, daily, that you get into self-care. But one of the things that I've been doing is like really starting my mornings off with me. Like I have an app that I've downloaded. It's called Fabulous. And self-care can be very simple for me. Starting off the morning with drinking a cup of water, that's self-care. That's nourishing your body. So I do that and literally it plays like this most relaxing. Like, you know, when you go to like the spa, that relaxing music that plays in the bag, that it plays that music while I'm drinking my water, right? And then I'm talking about spirituality. I'm thinking God for another day. You know, God, give me shrimp today to get through this day and give me other things that you need to keep me healthy, keep my family healthy, bringing that aspect into that spirituality and self-care. So just making sure I practice self-care because I've realized in this journey of entrepreneurship, outside of grace, spirituality, self-care is a need. Make sure you get that self-care and make sure you practice it, whether it's reading a book, whether it's drinking some water, lotion it, taking the nail polish off your toes, anything that's going to put focus on you to get your mindset right. Yeah. And then I would say another lesson is just going with the flow. Like just flowing, I think as natural beings, and especially if you've been used to controlling things in your life, it can be hard to just let go of things and just let things flow. So I'm in the season, like what we call it, that soft grass season. I'm trying to be in that soft grass season where I'm just literally flowing. So that's another lesson that entrepreneurship has taught me because it's super important because literally you don't know how much not flowing and trying to control things had incorporates to your stress. Like I remember years mm -hmm. ago when I was working in sales, I would have thought I was stressed. I was making money. I thought I was happy and good. But literally I had a lady come in and to give me a massage. She was like, relax your shoulders. I'm like, they are relaxed. She said, girl, no, they're not. <laughs> they're not relaxed. How much tension we hold in our body from like just being like, just always being like, ah, you know, so just relaxing and just flowing is another lesson. Yeah. Entrepreneurship, I feel like it shows you yourself. There's so many things that you learn about yourself or things that even from like your past that kind of come up yeah, and creep up, things that you had and dealt with. And it's like, 
Man, you really have to do a lot of self-work in entrepreneurship and motherhood as well. Because for me, it was the same things you guys are saying, like letting go of control and being able to flow. Like, I'm a systems person, so I like things in order. And I'm like, boom, boom, boom. And it doesn't work in motherhood. And so I had to kind of let all of that go. And I'm saying with you guys, kind of getting into this space of flow. So I think those lessons are um, really, really relatable. So thank you for sharing that. As we go ahead and wrap up, we're going to go into our rapid fire round. So I'll give you two options and then y'all can just pick one. All right. Okay. So Walmart or Target? Target. Target. We are Target girls. Let me tell you. Our son, they know Target. They love it. Literally, my nephew lives in Georgia. He comes to Charlotte. He knows how to get to Target from my house. We are Target girls. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah, I love Target, too. Oh, okay. So, early bird or night owl? Night owl. Night owl. Like, the 5 a.m.ers is not for me. I don't know how y'all do it. Like, and then if you do it, like, how are you going to bed at 8 o'clock? Like, I don't understand. So, yeah, I'm a night owl all day. (laughs) I like to yeah. get a little rest in the morning. That's I mean, I don't get much cool. rest in the morning because I'm waking up at 6.30 to take my son to school. But right now, especially being pregnant, like, there's days I'm like, wait, no, sis, you coming back to take a nap. Well, at 6 o'clock, I feel like it's the earliest I can get up. But, uh, of course, if I, we have an event or something or a flight to catch, I can get up earlier than that. But if I got to be doing something that I'm moving forward, but I can't just wake up at 5 and be like, I'm sitting in the house all day. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah i'm trying to get to five i'm like at 6 30 ish but then if i well, wake up that early i'm in bed super early and i'm like i can't even go to sleep because i'm a night owl right. too so, so like, how? housewife but yeah you let me goes. <laughs> <laughs> all right physical planner or digital planners i, I love both well, so well, i think we've gotten into the season the past couple years where we have our physical planners our cousin makes these really great planners for us and she literally makes them for us every year. But literally, I think the digital side of things, because it sends reminders as moms, like our brains be all over the place. Even if I write it down, I'm going to need something to pop up on this phone like the hour before, or two days before to remind me. But I think uh, becoming an entrepreneur and joining my piggyback office as well has helped us like with writing things down because when we write things down, they come into fruition too. So something about manifesting and writing things down is that's important. Yeah, I, I got my physical planner right here physical planner but also the digital planner and then we like to use digital systems that can help us plan when it comes to like client projects so we love using asana Asana is for me my digital planner for sure yeah i love that so all right that was it for our rapid fire round let people know how they can connect with you and if you have anything coming up that you want to share Yes, guys. So you can go ahead and catch us online at our website at tgneconsultant.com we are on instagram Facebook, LinkedIn, and we just got in on TikTok. We are on there as TGND Consultant. So go ahead and find us there at TGND Consulting. And we really love Instagram. So make sure you check us out on Instagram. But we also just released some digital products in our PR Architect Workshop. And we really want to amplify that workshop because we know that is is a lot of great beneficial information in there so it's for the moms or women that aren't really able to invest into a monthly retainer but still wants to go ahead and utilize pr within their business so we teach you how to become your own pr architect so we have that workshop that we launched we want to start getting some butts in the seats for our pr architect workshop is really great juicy information in there and if you aren't more so of a workshop person we do have a pr architect ebook 
that share some of the same information. But in our workshop, we actually talk and walk you through things versus just giving you a digital copy because we know that we have two different types of learners. Some people that need to be sitting in class and some people that can do self-study on their own. So go ahead and check that out. Our PR Architect ebook on our website at tgndconsulting.com and also check out our PR Architect workshop. Yes, and then last thing here to, you know, get some inspiration because we know we are, we are moms, mom CEOs. We need to stay inspired, get inspired. So we have motivational merch, the product, like coffee mug, Tumblr cup, a journal. Talk about writing, writing things down, right? You can use it as a planner if you need to, or you can use it as a journal. Journaling is great too. But go ahead and check those out on our website by going under the shop tab. You'll be able to see our digital products there too, but get some motivational merch, stay inspired as a mom planner. We need. Awesome. And all of those things are going to be linked in the show notes. So guys, make sure you check out all of their information and connect with them. Dwayne Donna, it was such a pleasure to have you on and have this conversation. Thank you all for coming into the suite and I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Mom CEO Suite podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can you do us a favor? Leave a review on iTunes and share with other moms in business like you. Help us spread our message and empower others who are at this intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship.